Well, aloha from Maui, Hawaii. It's Michael Benner with the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School for Super Bowl Sunday, February 5th of 2012. I say Super Bowl Sunday. I heard there was some sort of uh, football game going on today. I don't know much. (laughs) I'm not really much of a uh, watch football on TV kind of a guy. I don't really get it. But uh, if it's an exciting thing for you to do and uh, maybe an excuse to get together with some of your friends and have a party, then uh, it's a good thing. So hope you enjoy your day today. The Ministry School is live now. It's 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock in the East, and we'll be with you for the next 25 minutes. And then we'll step over to the premium training beginning at 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 in the East, 21.30 hours GMT. For those who are enrolled, and if you're not yet enrolled, if you have not subscribed for the class, you can do that for a single session, a 13-week term, or a full year at our website, theagelesswisdom.com. And you need to include the T-H-E. It's the W's dot the ageless wisdom dot com. Click on webinars and then on premium training you can enroll in a matter of seconds. Six ninety five for a single class and it's uh four dollars and sixty seven cents, something like that. Four sixty one uh if you uh enroll for a thirteen week term, a quarter and uh, a full year, it's only $3.20 per class. Small token fee for a 90-minute training that follows. And we get into depth on whatever topic we talk about here in the free forum of the Mystery School, and this part is podcast as well. Well, we just go into depth and go from an introduction of the topic into a full-on training and feature a longer uh, meditation also, which is the way we install the lesson every week. It's one thing to be exposed to the lesson. It's another thing to actually take it out of the box and install it, so to speak. So that's what a meditation really does. It's a form of accelerated learning. Uh, an aspect of meditation that doesn't get talked about too much. We think of meditation, most of us anyway, as a spiritual device for moving closer to an understanding of who we are and our relationship to all other things and to the nature of divinity, our, our ultimate source. But meditation, reflection, or contemplation has many other values. Stress management comes to mind, and that's increasingly essential, imperative for most people. Most people are way overwrought, overstimulated, wound up like a snare drum, ready to pop, not happy. That anxiety leads to depression and Uh, other forms of sadness. Uh, It also promotes confusion. 
which creates more anxiety and, and more depression. So it becomes like a vicious cycle. And then there's the whole idea of accelerated learning through meditation. We try to talk every week about a different application of these collective skills, meditation, contemplation, reflection, introspection, self-realization. Uh, <laughs> Let me spit that out. Self-realization. Um, there's a lot of different types of meditation and quite a few reasons uh, to practice it. So if you've been under the impression that, oh, that's just something done in the East, like yoga for uh, spiritual purposes, well, yeah, that's part of it. But there are many, many advantages, and I, I think it's absolutely necessary. I've been meditating literally for 40 years. Um, I take a few breaks now and then. <laughs> I mean a few minutes every day for the last 40 years. I've practiced this uh, as a form of just creating a sense of contentment and inner peace to reassure myself that things are okay and I don't really have to micromanage my life. It's amazing to me sometimes the torment that individuals create for themselves, believing that they have to solve every little problem and plan in advance every little detail, as if life doesn't really take care of itself if you just let go and let it roll. Everything's just fine. The vast majority of what you see as problems are going to work out. And, I mean, we all should be making intelligent choices in our lives. We all have decisions that we need to make. Certainly, it's important to set goals. But most of us are overextended when it comes to our belief that we've got to perpetually... Um, it's like having 15 plates spinning, like that old vaudeville act with the plates balanced on the stick and you've just got to keep them all spinning and as soon as you get a half of them up there a few start to slow down and wobble and you got to run back and keep that plate spinning and and your life is running around fixing everything the amazing thing is when you just stop doing that things don't change that much in your life um, little story, I actually saw a plate spinner live once when I was living in Los Angeles, and he was an old-timer. The guy was 80 years old if he was a day, and he'd been doing this act forever. He was pretty good at it. But being older, he, you know, lost a little bit of his technique and a little of his touch, and a couple of the plates one in particular actually did stop, and it just hung on the end of the stick. It never did fall, because there were special plates with a deep rim on the bottom. So even literal plate spinning as a show is rigged. It's only the appearance that the plate is going to fall and break, as if it were your grandmother's best china, 
that causes you to run around like crazy, keeping the plates spinning. They're not going to (laughs) fall. Even in the vaudeville routine, they never would have fallen. They never fall. Uh, You say, oh, because the guy runs over there and gets there just in time. No, when I I saw this old timer, I realized they were special plates. And so take a breath, relax, enjoy your life, and just try releasing the tendency to micromanage everything in your life and see what happens. And I think you'll find out, as many people have discovered over the years, that everything works out just fine. There are some uh, admonitions about this in Buddhism. Uh, One is, in the spring, the grass grows. That's it. In the spring, the grass grows. Meaning you don't have to do anything. You don't have to replant the grass. You don't have to run out and uh, spray it green with a special paint. You don't have to uh, water it. It'll rain. Uh, you don't have to do, do anything to encourage the grass to grow. It happens all by itself, and so does your life. Or a similar one, the snow goose does nothing to remain white. A similar concept. Uh, so chill. Take a chill pill. Relax. Breathe. And watch your life unfold moment to moment. We'll do another program soon on the nature of mindfulness and equanimity. What is equanimity? What is mindfulness? Very important concepts. Because it's just so tragic how many people miss their lives entirely because they're just not paying attention. They think the mental dialogue, and ask yourself as you listen to me now, are you under the impression that your thoughts and feelings are your life? And when you pay attention to what's going on in your head, think, 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 feel, 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 think, feel, 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 think, 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 feel, think, feel, feel, you're missing the life around you. You're not paying attention. You're, you, you, you didn't hear the birds sing. When's the last time you deliberately sat and listened to a bird sing? For more than three seconds before your mind jumped to some important thing. When was the last time you just sat on a grassy hill and watched the clouds float? or sat in a field of wildflowers and just looked at the flowers and allowed the beauty and the tranquility of that pastoral scene to permeate you without speeding off down the highway at a high rate of speed because you're in such a hurry, because your life is so important. Then you miss the whole thing. Next thing you know, you're 75, 80 years old, you look around, you have a slow day one day, and you're horrified to realize your whole life is gone, and you forgot to pay attention. 
And you remember the last time you paid attention, you were four years old or eight years old. And you long for those halcyon, idyllic days of carefree childhood. And you could have had it throughout your life. But you thought that living was monitoring your internal thought stream, what we call the monkey mind, that chattering inside your head, those 15 ideas competing for your attention all the time. That's not living. That's not where the magic of life is. That's why half this country is whacked out on antidepressants. Because they're not paying attention to the rich and beautiful life around them. We play victim as if life is done to us, rather than recognize that life flows out of us. And as a result, there's some backwash, right? It, <laughs> it comes back on you. There is an element of life that is done to you. But most of it we create or contribute to. Very little of it catches us off guard. The quality of our lives, what's important to us in our lives. So that's my little pitch for meditation, and we'll do it in just a few minutes here quick little exercise and then in the premium training we do a longer exercise our topic for the day today is and will be in the premium training the secrets of conflict resolution this is a a class I had scheduled originally for last week Uh, what was it the 29th of January I guess and just before we were uh, ready to begin the internet system that I lease to provide these webinars uh, crashed. It uh, sits over in Boulder, Colorado on a server someplace high in the Rockies, and uh, I had no access, and there was just nothing I can do. A couple of people pointed out it was a little bit ironic that a program on conflict resolution would be disrupted by a conflict that we cannot resolve. Uh, and <laughs> so there you go. Accepting the limits of what you can do when it comes to complex technology was perhaps the actual lesson last week. So uh, we had to scrub the class, and my apologies for that. So we've rescheduled the topic for today. And basically what I want to put forth and what I'll be explaining in the premium training in a few minutes is that it is possible and not that difficult to win an argument without causing or forcing anybody else to lose. This is the mistake that 99% of us make 99% of the time is we believe that The best strategy for winning an argument is to debilitate, to discredit, or to discount the argument or position of a person who disagrees with you, no matter how minor the disagreement. It's as if their intention to get their point across is perceived by a defensive person 
as an attack on your position. Now, just because the positions are different, just because you may disagree, doesn't mean that their attempt to express their position and their understanding of something is an assault on your position, which is different. Their position may inform your position. Their different idea, if we would listen, can enrich your understanding. And yet, what we're up against is a fight-or-flight, survival-based, either-or, everything-or-nothing mentality that is rooted in the reptilian brain. It goes back to the most basic animal instincts of fight-or-run. If anything appears less than perfectly harmonious, fight or run, because it's a threat. The Wild West version of that is shoot first and ask questions later. That was also George Bush's foreign policy. Well, they may have weapons of mass destruction, so let's go in, kill a million people, literally slaughter a 100,000 innocent people, Our cover story is we're going to get Saddam Hussein. Actually, we're after the oil. Um, Of course, it was all a lie. Just like Vietnam was a lie based on the Gulf of Tonkin resolution. These are called false flag operations. And it's sad to understand your government lies to you, but it happens all the time. We can learn to provide in a argument situation, in a, in, a, in a conflict, in a disagreement, to provide the very thing you wish to receive. The basic principle, the core secret that I'm going to explain today of conflict resolution is to give what it is you wish to receive. All right, which is acknowledgement of the other person's point. Now, this can be difficult if the other person uh, turns their attack on you rather than talking about their actual issue. They need to be able to express how they actually feel and talk about themselves, not talk about you. And so I feel you are a jerk is not... <laughs> something that you can acknowledge that makes it impossible for you to acknowledge. But I feel that this is true for me, and I think that is true from my observation, and my experience says if you acknowledge even part of that, even some small part, yeah, I hear what you say, it doesn't really matter whether you agree or not. And this is profound. I learned this originally doing talk shows. It wasn't counseling where I learned this, although I've taught a lot of people how to do it in business, in personal relationships, in parenting, in motivating people. It's all kinds of applications. But I learned it hosting a radio talk show for years. And people would just 
you know, attack your position as if their position being different required this kind of warfare, right? This is not an argument, it's a war to the death. It's a fist fight. It's the heavyweight championship of the world. We're fighting for the belt, right? And I've got to defeat you in order to win. I've got to discount, discredit your position if my position is going to be deemed as the correct one. Okay? It's like people want adjudication. They want Judge Judy to hit the gavel and say, you're right and you're wrong. You win and you lose. Well, what about the win-win situation? Where somebody could actually say, I understand what you're saying. I can see how you'd feel that way. I don't really agree with that. That doesn't work for me, or I don't choose to embrace that kind of a belief system, but I can understand how you would. When you give acknowledgement on that level, truthfully, honestly, and sincerely, provided the other person can express it to you without an attack, that's the difficult part. If they can express it without attacking you or insulting you, then you can acknowledge that back. You can say, you know, I get it, I understand. On the talk show, I would say, well, I don't really agree with that. You know that, that's why you called, was to disagree with me. And I hear that you disagree with me, and I disagree with you. But I'll tell you what I do understand about what you're saying. What I will acknowledge is that... Or I'll tell you the one area where I agree with you or where I could understand how you might feel that way is da-da-da-da-da-da. And you acknowledge that to them, they drop their guard. And so the whole concept is, this is what we're going to explore and explain in the premium training in a few minutes, that You don't need to cause anybody to lose in order for you to win if winning means being heard and understood. If you will offer acknowledgement to the other person, they will realize that's what they wanted. Get this. This is really heavy. They thought they wanted to win. They thought, I mean, almost everybody believes this, that that means they need to make you lose. What they really wanted was not to, quote, win by making you lose. All they wanted was acknowledgement. All they wanted was for you to say, I can understand how you'd feel that way. Now, again, if their idea of I feel is then attacking you, I feel you're a jerk, you're not going to be able to do that. But if you can get them to say how they actually feel, then you can play that back. Say, well, I understand that you feel that way. You know, not not much I can do about that. They're your feelings. But I can give you that acknowledgement. I can give you that support. And that's all we wanted. We thought we needed to defeat them to win something. All we wanted was understanding. We don't need agreement. That's big. To recognize you thought you wanted agreement and all you wanted was understanding. Now, don't expect other people to understand this. You need to understand it as a leader 
and then be proactive. The secret is to try to get them to talk about how they feel. Some people have a real hard time with that. Or explain what they think or what is their position because they're busy attacking you and discounting you and discrediting you, okay? Because that's how you win an argument, right? Is to beat up the opponent. And because they feel beat up, they probably felt beat up before the argument started, uh, they're going to act that way, see? And we see it in politics, and we see people who are uh, argue with each other around uh, religion with great fervor doing this, discounting and discrediting, and so we learn to do it. You don't need to. Close your eyes. Let's take just a minute to relax and imagine this happening. Breathe with your eyes closed and feel a relaxation in your body. Feel as if you're safe. And imagine a discussion where somebody is arguing with you, discounting and discrediting. Keep bringing them back to, well, how do you feel about that? Well, what is your position on that? Well, tell me what that means to you. And listen. Because your job is going to be to play it back and tell them. I understand how you could feel. In fact, what I heard you say, now that you've stopped talking about me, is da-da-da-da-da-da. Is that right? And they go, yeah. So you feel understood? Yeah. Well, that's it. You want to understand my position? They're likely to say, well, sure. Because you initiated giving them what you want to receive. Understanding. People don't want to win arguments. They want you to say, I can understand how you feel. The challenge sometimes is getting people to stop the attack long enough to say what they're really talking about. Well, what's at the root of this? What is it you want me to understand? And then play it back. Well, I understand that. I Actually, I see it a little differently. If you'd like, I can share my understanding of it with you because it's a little different. I don't see that we need to agree. Provided that you offer that acknowledgement, that understanding, and even say, I heard you say this and this and this. Is that right? So you know I understand you, right? That's all people want. You can replay this and think it through. You can ponder this. You can reflect upon it, practice it, get really good at it. You can listen to the premium training in just a few minutes, and we'll go into depth. Take a nice breath, and as you exhale, open your eyes wide awake. Thanks for joining us. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. Join the rest of us in the premium training in a few minutes. And aloha from Maui, Hawaii.